So as we've covered, I've, I don't think I've ever intentionally watched an episode of Friends, but I think this, if this podcast was an episode of Friends, I think it would be called The One Where They Talk About Cars. Does that check out? <laughs> that does check out. Nicely done. Um, oh, have we ever talked about... I think we have. I listened to a podcast that I like that it maybe or maybe has not been a chef special called Hills I'd Die On, uh, where I'm very familiar now with what the concept of being on a break is. We talked about that, right? It's the the, the last part sounds vaguely familiar because I, I do feel like we you, talked about that. I don't remember the podcast okay. though. Well, so since every since everything old is new again, mm-hmm. do you have a stance on whether or not uh, Ross and Joe or Ross and the other or Ross and Rachel Ross? What's her name on the, on more, the morning show? Oh, I don't know. She's just Jennifer Aniston's character. <laughs> that's well, that's how I break? refer to most celebrities in the TV shows and movies they're in, because I'm really <laughs> bad at remembering character names. Okay. Were they on a break? Um, well, I, I'm going to give you like kind of a slightly longer answer than you're looking for. They, they, <laughs> were, they were on a break, but what Ross did was still wrong. So I'm I'm Team Rachel at the end of the why day. Why was he Why was he wrong? There's no such thing as a break. She chose to uh, have ninety percent of a breakup because she thinks she can have. That's this is going to reveal a lot of stuff. Anyway, I vehemently disagree with you. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, you know, you've, um, you've been wrong about other stuff on the show too. So, okay. uh, I think the record will show <laughs> if if the court stenographer can can re- or the court clerk can recount. I don't think that's actually ever been the case. No, the court was, um, like, court was busy with other stuff today. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not not looking forward to the next uh, few years. No, the the laughter is um, hiding the pain. Well, I think it's mostly just that I think that the the um, maybe maybe our team, to put it just broadly, uh, doesn't want to admit that it kind of sometimes likes what it pretends to not like. Anyway. Okay, so anyway, so yeah, this is the one we're going to talk about cars. But I have one other Hollywood-related thing. It's very quick, but this is something that came up in conversation, and I didn't necessarily want to believe, and I'm not actually sure it's true. So you're you're a fan of the Jurassic Park movies, correct? Definitely, yeah. Okay. I've never seen a single frame of one, except I saw... Shocking no one. (laughs) Harsh. Man, okay, it's going to be one of those. Um, except do do you remember the meme? This was like a meme like five years ago of what are those? Hmm. Doesn't ring a bell. No, it was, it was a thing on young person internet where they, I I haven't been hip to young person internet for much longer than five years. So that would explain why it doesn't ring a bell. It was a thing where Gen Z people would, um, yell. It, It was similar to the damn Daniel meme. Do you know what that is? Nope. Oh my god! Oh my. Okay, I know it's a low bar. Sorry, <laughs> that I'm that I'm more with it and cooler than you. But also, I feel like you would know what "damn Daniel" means. Okay. Anyway, but but there's a whole there was the "what are those" thing where it's a thing where you would Gen Z people would point at somebody's shoes and yell "what are those," and somebody did it to Michael Jordan once. It was a thing. Anyway, but uh, I don't, it came I don't up really a, I don't really get it. But continue. Uh, but then that that happened. Somebody put a uh, a pair of Air Jordans on one of the dinosaurs in the original um, Jurassic. <laughs> it makes so much more sense um, uh, if you watch it on YouTube. But it was it was it was a Vine back in the Vine heyday where it was it was one of the, sh- in the original Jurassic Park um, monster. What are they called? 
dinosaurs. what lives in dra- dinosaurs mm-hmm. yeah so it's it's wearing air jordans and there was in the kind of the the jurassic park theme song thing it was it was auto-tuned to say what are those it, I'll I'll drop a link in the show notes and it'll make more sense to people. But somebody told me that so there are all these new Jurassic Park movies, right? Jurassic Jurassic World. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't tell if they were fucking with me where they were explaining the plot of the new movies. And this feels like Hollywood's given up. Is is the plot of the new ba- movies basically that just like dinosaurs are just like hanging out and they're like they're just part of society now and it's just like how do people coexist with dinosaurs no no is any of that true or am i am i misunderstanding it it's no it's not completely wrong but it's only very slightly true do you want to try to you want me to give you the give me the 30 second summary like summary (laughs) um okay so jurassic world is the new Mm -hmm. trilogy of Jurassic Park movies. Okay. So, so the first movie, they open a theme park. You'll never guess what it's called. Jurassic World. That That is basically just a, a, a redo of original Jurassic Park, but this time it actually opens and the public goes to it, but then you'll also never believe what happens. Dinosaurs get out and chaos ensues. And then in the second one, the park is abandoned. The island that the park is on has a volcano that erupts and a bunch of different like companies and stuff basically want to like take the dinosaurs off the island so that they can like profit from them. Oh, so it's, it's Avatar with dinosaurs. Basically. I've never seen Avatar, but I think is that I think that's what Avatar is. I know. Have you ever seen Avatar? I have. Yeah. And the, and the, um, the second one, I think just came out like where you can like buy it at home now which i'm i'm kind of interested to see um, what was the name of so again haven't seen avatar but is it called unobtainium or what is un- that unobtainium thing? yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yep and people realize that that's the the dumbest prim- i think it's like kind of is, meant is to it, be a little tongue-in-cheek seriously but that but i feel like with the first minute you hear that you're absolutely taken out of whatever the movie is because you're just like this is so dumb <laughs> i do i do remember seeing that original movie in theaters and that phrase being used for the first time and doing a little like, "Hmm, what? Uh, (laughs) Okay. So then this is the, now, now we're getting to the part where you were kind of right. So then the third one, well, so did I say at at the end of the second one, there's like this auction thing where like companies are like trying to like profit off the dinosaurs that were taken off the Island. But then some of the, some of the dinosaurs in like get out. So now they're like out just in, in the world. Um, which was allegedly kind of like going to be the plot of the third movie. Like that's kind of what it was pitched as. But in reality, by the time the third movie starts, which is like a number of years later, the dinosaurs had basically for the most part been like recaptured and, and were in this, um, preserves like somewhere in Europe or something that, that the third movie was very disappointing. So I, I don't remember so, the, well, the, the plot to that one. What's the quite as central well. conflict of the movie? Um, gosh, I really almost couldn't even, I, so there, there's a couple different elements to why I don't remember this very clearly. One, it was a bad movie and it was really disappointing. I was super excited to see it. Um, but it was really disappointing. And we, it was also like two weeks after our newest housemate was born. So, um, 
you remember the name? Because I'm trying to. I'm, Fallen, I'm thinking of Fallen Kingdom was the. Okay. Yeah, the, the first one's just Jurassic World. Uh, wait, well, no, no. Fallen Kingdom's it, the second one, and then the third one is uh, Dominion. I think is the subtitle on that one. No, that's that's the rigged voting machines. Mm. <laughs> what I wanted to search for was Jurassic Park three two, but I'm not sure that makes. But I feel like spiritually that actually does make sense. So wait, so but do do so wait, so is is the newest movie that you said is not very good? Is that Jurassic World three? Jurassic like are they separate do, trilogies? Do, correct, yeah. So it's Jurassic World, no like colon then something else is jurassic world and then jurassic world colon fallen kingdom and then jurassic world colon dominion two hours 26 minutes woof and then the third one they also do the thing where they bring back the cast from the original jurassic park movies and kind of shoehorn them into the plot of the third movie and then there's kind of a a collision between the new cast and the old cast which which is actually the, the the best part of the movie, but um, is kind of a low bar because the rest of the movie is disappointing. Okay, Jurassic World Dominion has a twenty nine percent on the tomatoes. So, yeah, yeah. in a, a budget of one hundred and eighty five million dollars, and it grossed. I feel like this is a very specific decimal point: one point zero zero four billion U.S. dollars. Yeah, no intention of watching this. Okay, so uh, but, the well, first Jurassic World movie, I, 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 well, you you wouldn't like it, but the the first Jurassic <laughs> World movie is is really really good. The second two, wait, 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 explain no explain good. that discrepancy. It's really really good, and you wouldn't like it. Well, I mean, the, 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 as, the impression as, is is that I don't like good things. You don't like good things, right? No, you don't. You don't. You don't, you don't like. You don't like fun things. You need everything to be. I like fun things. You need everything to have every line of dialogue you know carefully crafted you know you can't just oh, have man. fun when you watch stuff we, we we've oh, established man. this this week's succession was it, it was one of the best hours of tv oh man so good every line, every line of dialogue yeah i so bet good yeah i bet right in your wheelhouse yeah <laughs> you're very much opposed to, to polish things i got i got it mm-hmm. all right all right they were on a break okay <laughs> All right, let's let's move into things because again we're, we we got we got an hour to talk about cars. Uh, this is this is strictly you. Uh, I put it in the show notes, but apparently uh, e uh, cubed is no longer going to be a thing. Yeah, I mean filed under things that on one hand are are not really surprising at all, but on the other hand are still like a, a really big deal. I mean E three's been sort of a like a mainstay on the video game calendar every year for a you know a really long time and even over the last you know decade plus where it's you know kind of lost um a lot of its relevance it it was still you know a key part of the industry and so to have it just you know not not exist anymore is um is a big deal um did you ever go I did yeah one one time in uh 2006 nice it it was really fun yeah um you know like i think it also ties into the whole thing about you know sort of or the the question of you know what what is the purpose and role of these big conferences in a world where you know companies and brands can just 
do their own events and directly connect to consumers in a way where they get to control the message, they get to control the timing and the format and the venue and everything else. Like we're not in a world anymore where the best way to, you know, reach your audience is through one of these, you know, consolidated conferences. Um, so, you know, it, it, so, it, it's, it seemed like, again, like this, it seemed, this seemed inevitable, but it's still, um, you know, the end of an era. It is. And, and I, and I probably don't have the frame of reference or the, or the knowledge to speak, uh, authoritatively on this, but I guess the one thing as a video gaming outsider and also this kind of goes hand in hand with CES, even though CES is objectively terrible. What it feels like is that it speaks to the fact that the, and this kind of goes with the, uh, is it Microsoft's buying, trying to buy EA, right? Uh, or Activision. A- Activision. Yeah. Okay. And Activision also owns Blizzard, right? Correct. Okay. Where the point that the trade shows are, aren't necessary because the key players have can command enough audience on their own thesis makes sense but that also does speak to the fact that that me that inherently means there's been so much consolidation that you now have so few players that not that e3 should exist for the sake of e3 but it not existing means that there's too few people in the market does that make any sense Um, yeah, I don't think that's, I don't think that's wrong. I don't know if I would point to that as being the main driver here, though. I think it's, I think it's more that there's been a a shift over the last number of years where people are sort of used to, you know, watching a live stream or watching a YouTube video of, of direct presentations that are directly from companies sort of in a way that i mean if you go back far enough in time obviously just wasn't even really technically possible but then even once it kind of started happening just wasn't kind of the the format that people were used to but in the kind of you know tech keynote kind of world that we're in now like people are just kind of used to that format like they're used to hearing directly from companies and watching company presentations and I, i think i think that's the that's the bigger thing. And then also, I mean, the other thing with E3, too, is that, you know, the ESA, which is the uh, gaming industry um, organization that's, you know, put on the show forever, is a really, really <laughs> disliked group. I mean, they, there was that big leak um, a handful of years ago of um, journalist personal information uh, like journalists who are like registered to attend the event, like all their personal information was leaked. Um, so the ESA is not also not super liked. And so that, that wasn't, that wasn't helping with E3 either. Got it. it yeah. I mean, I, 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 I agree. Right. Or, or I, I take that as red, but it just feels like kind of there, there are, if only so many people that can command that attention and it kind of feels like there's either you are one of the you're either an ea or an activision or a i actually don't know like not bungie is are there any other game studios that are that big like the people that make stuff for sony like sony's in-house game unit does it have a name or no i think they actually did somewhat recently give it a name yeah. i can't think of what yeah. it was though um, but like stuff like that like it feels like i don't know you're either that or you're just like some 
indie person making Firewatch on Steam. Like I don't know, it feels, it, I don't know, it feels like there were more mid midling players. But also, I, I'm not a gamer, and also I don't I don't care, so I can't I, I can't be too hung up over this. But I take, it, does, I take, it does I feel take your like, point. But people, even the smaller indie developers, like they they get their they get their games out there, and it, it wasn't like they were what people were gravitating towards at E3 anyway. I mean, E3, you know, used to be, you know, I mean, there, there were large presences from a number of different size gaming companies, but at the end of the day, Microsoft, Nintendo, and Sony, like, you know, took up a huge amount of the oxygen in the room at that conference. So that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of always been the case. Got it. All right, and then a couple other quickies. Uh, so uh, additional follow-up from travel stuff uh, from last week. I forgot to mention this, and this is um, actually, well, no. So the first one goes to me, the second one goes to you. So I had previously talked about my white whale, which was a single charger that can charge everything I need. And previously, that was a product called... Amazon.com, click on Sateki something, right? It was called the Sateki 108-watt Pro USB-C PD desktop charger. Um, And it was great because it allowed you to charge a uh, USB-C-powered MacBook Pro uh, at the full 60 watts. So when you are doing a Lightroom import in a hotel room, as as well as charging your phone and the camera and your Apple Watch, it would not discharge like many, many other charging uh, accessories. Uh, and for a while, it was the what uh, what uh, the Gen Zs call the GOAT, the greatest of all time. And my uh, Amazon review for that product is still the leading Amazon review, so I'm very proud of that. Um, I get royalties on that. But then you, uh, let me search for inside Gmail. Um, you had linked me to a new product, and I bought this August 26, 2022. It is the Anchor uh, GAN, which is apparently is some type of chemical compound or something. Uh, it's the Anchor 747 charger, and it's a 100 and, let's see. 150 watt? It's a 150 watt charger that has uh, three high-powered USB-C ports and one USB-A port. And it doesn't require an extra, like like a longer, um, like power cable. Like it's light enough ish to hang on to a wall outlet. So it is substantially smaller than the Sateki charger. And yeah, during my recent uh, Austin and Nashville trip, it proved to be like half the size, a third of the weight in total, and performed just as well, if not better. Like I mean, I don't use the full 150 watts, but like. It's fantastic, and it's uh, thank you for tipping me off to it. It is a uh, hundred and nine dollars, and I think that's uh, money's well spent. Like it, it's fantastic. Like if you have a modern computer that can charge off USB C, as well as any other stuff, like it's it's great. It's it's pretty much perfect. So for the the traveler that is uh, ill advisedly packing a MagSafe charger, an Apple Watch charger, an iPhone charger, and all this stuff this little block can take care of all of it. And if you haven't bought one yet, uh, you should, you should do that. Well, so I'm, I'm interested in this and, and I, I have a question for you. So you, sure. 
you referred to not having to have you know a long cable that plugs into the device that then plugs into the wall as being a benefit however well, this, this the techie one had to it couldn't because of its weight like it couldn't just plug in like you had also had like a a one foot or a three foot like cable that plugged into the power into like the wall outlet that then went to the charging brick thingy that then had all the usb ports right but when i'm traveling there's many situations where i wouldn't really be able to easily plug the unit into the wall like i have to kind of snake a cable down to get to the power outlet and then the little you know power brick thing like sits on the bedside table or like wherever Mm -hmm. so with something like this that doesn't have the cable i wouldn't really be able to use it in those situations so do you just do you just not run into that I don't run into that because, like, I mean, I, oh, I don't know why it's gonna feel that was a, a feel, that felt like a weird thing to say. I've been in a lot of hotel rooms recently. Like, I mean, like, it just like it, like every hotel room I've been in the past five years or an Airbnb. Like, if it's an Airbnb, like you, it's it's generally like a traditional apartment or a place where you just have regular old wall outlets. And like every not run down hotel I've been in has like one of those lamps on like the bedside table or like on like the like that weird desk where it just like the lamp has just standard like outlet yeah that is becoming more common i just i just still feel like i mean not that i'm really like a a voice of authority on travel the last few years but i just feel like when i you know have traveled in the past i not infrequently haven't really had the option of just plugging a brick like this into the outlet directly but instead you know needed a a cable to kind of plug into the wall and then snake up to then you know plug into the brick that can then sit on the sit on a table or whatever sure so i mean i mean i think that's fair i would say that has not been my experience and i'm not i'm not staying at particularly high-end places i mean you you know me i'm 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 frugal, like you know where I'm willing to spend money and where I'm not, and and stuff like hotels and accommodations. I'm very middle of the road about that, but I guess my point would be that I'm sure you can buy a very simple extension yeah, cord, like a like a two foot extension cord that would solve your issue, and that would be very minimal to pack. And if you needed it, like I, I think that's a very solvable problem where that still means that this is the best solution for most folks and. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, and also it's, it's a security device. Like it, it's, it, while it's much lighter than this techie thing, uh, it's a very dense product and it feels very, and therefore it feels very, uh, like, yeah, if, if you, if you had like a burglar or something like that, that would be your primary self-defense <laughs> object. Yeah. And, um, does this, so are all the USB-C ports capable of outputting the same amount of power? Because that, that is one thing with the Sateki that's a little annoying is that... No, no, it's, it's like the the blue-coated, like, or the blue... The ones that have, like, the blue inserts are the high-powered ones, and the other ones aren't. No, yeah, yeah I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I don't know if that's the case here. I just... Because I'm... Uh, I know, probably not politically correct to say this anymore, but, like, I'm a little bit OCD about that kind of thing. Like, where... I don't know. I like I'm going to plug the highest watt, like, the MacBook into the first port because I'm, I'm weird I just, so therefore like i don't i've never encountered that but i do think they are all high powered i, I all of the all of the images on the amazon page seems to imply that yeah all the all the ports are basically just sharing kind of one kind of bank of power and it can you know output you know 
the same to all the all the ports so yeah and i I'd, I'd sent you a link directly to the amazon or to the anchor uh product page and if you look at the second image on this i mean this this gentleman is very effectively able to make his business presentation to this lady who's the actual coder um and he has an ipad on the desk for an unknown reason it's obviously not getting any work done <laughs> um power iq okay uh anyway it's very it's very cool and there uh, again to summarize there's a new goat in town yeah and it's it's um 15 percent off now mm-hmm. and then you I, I don't know if you get a finder's fee or a commission for that but i i, I hope you did and i hope you spend it on something nice <laughs> uh, uh so now what happens to the sateki does that just so here's go the problem to the no no here e recycling here, or whatever uh you mean you mean the tesla scratch fix center center um that's that's a that's a marin county joke mm-hmm. sorry because the, the e the e-waste the e-waste place is right next to a place where they they repair all the teslas that it, were damaged it's true mm-hmm. i yeah. know i know totally um no but also this speaks to the way that i'm broken as a person emotionally is that it's been sitting on my kitchen island for a week and a half now because I don't want to throw it away. Yeah. It's such a good little guy. Yeah. No, I, I, I hear that. No, no but that, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not healthy. No, no, it's not healthy, but I, I relate to it. But what am I supposed to do with it? I can't hold throw on, them away. Hold on to it forever. No, but I, but I also, I have this fake minimalism lifestyle going and, and, and I'm not very good at it. Okay. Anyway. Um, they have, we'll, um, we'll see. This is kind of a, a, a different, um, a different product, but I, I think it came out like kind of at the same time. Um, it's the Anchor Seven Thirty Seven, which is a um, like a one of those you know portable battery things. Mm-hmm. Um, which, for reasons that remain unclear to me, has like a little screen on it. Um, which I, I don't, I can't articulate at all why you would want that and why that would be useful. But I'm also drawn kind of drawn to it it's kind of neat it's uh, a very it's a very much an android user type thing yeah <laughs> um it's it's i don't i don't have a need for a um usb battery pack for like with this much power um or output so this isn't really for me but um i don't know having a having a screen on one of these things is um kind of ridiculous but also kind of cool yeah, I've kind of gotten I I don't even know if I have any battery backups I have, I have anymore. Like a, I have a little like, you know, ten thousand milliamp hour one that I almost never use even when traveling. So yeah, that that's why like a higher capacity, you know, higher output one of these things would kind of be lost on me. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, this one actually is, it is kind of a nothing burger, but, uh, so front of the show, Bob Odenkirk. No, that's not how that works. Um, so this is weird. So I, I keep, I kept getting Instagram, uh, Instagram ads for this show on T on AMC called lucky Hank. And I watched one episode of it. Not sure it's catching on with me. Like it wasn't bad. I don't think it was, it doesn't, it hasn't hooked me and I don't really have the time or inkling to watch a second episode but i'm not ruling it out but yeah apparently uh bob Odenkirk has another show on amc but i feel like i guess my the reason i bring this up is my question is that it 
feels like there has to be an amount of time that an actor is gone from TV or a movie to the point where they're playing a character. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, it just, even though it's a very different character, he looks the same. And I, and I just can't not see Saul Goodman. Yeah. So therefore, like, even though, like, the whole premise of the show, and this is, this is not a spoiler, so he's an English department teacher slash like chair of the the college english department at a very mediocre to like low tier like one step above community college uh in pennsylvania and it's kind of a comedy maybe like but all i can see is saul goodman so i i i can't think of any good parallels recently in the past as to actors who play characters that are very like because like well it's a show that i'll never watch and i think you've actually watched it but like john krasinski had he was on the office and then he also played a hyper violent like killer yeah. or something on jack Amazon. Ryan. like yeah yeah like i mean that's kind of that's very much like the opposite of this but like i can't that like it's just too similar and like and yeah he, uh, like bob odenkirk has a beard in this show but i don't know Maybe, like, again, if I can't, like, if I literally can't think of anything else to watch, maybe I'll watch the second episode. But, yeah, oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Like, I feel like AMC is kind of hope, hoping and praying for the Vince Gilligan well. Does he have, was he, did he have an agreement for, like, a third show? Was that a rumor? I, I don't, I don't remember. Um. Oh. Oh. So I just typed, I just did a Google search for Vince Gilligan and the little box where it says people also ask. One of the first questions is, is Vince Gilligan making a new show? Uh, the new Vince Gilligan show, will it be officially developed for Apple TV plus? Mm. Oh yeah. Good, good get, yeah. good get Eddie. <laughs> um, wait, hold on. Basically it's the kind of deal you get when you're the guy who just made two of the biggest shows uh, of the 21st century. So who's it's going to star? Rhea Seahorn. It's gonna star. What's uh, what's her name? Right. What's her yeah. What's her name? Kate? No. What's no. What's her name? Kim. Oh my God. What's her name? Kim. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Okay. Uh, damn it, Eddie. Okay. Yeah. All right. This is the part we're talking about cars. Yeah. So this and was can the I, can... this is the big topic you teased last week, in which I've, I've right. been very much looking forward to. So let me get my notes up. I, I and I want to make sure that I preface that this is one hundred percent not an attack on you, because you are the stand-in on this show for Elon Musk, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or basically, so it's, 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 yeah. A, it's what people say about me. Yeah. Uh, how you're 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 big. You're long on Dogecoin. Mm, yeah, yeah, big mm. on big on Dogecoin. Um, you know, you like owning the libs, Sp- SpaceX. All of it. Have you? Oh man. Okay. Sorry. Hold on. This is. I. I feel like. Like. Obviously, everything we talk about on the show is a very much a Bay Area thing. But have you seen people who have? And I don't. I can't. I, does SpaceX have any offices in the Bay Area? Not that I know of. No, I think it's all Southern California. I very frequently in in, in San Francisco see people with like SpaceX, like Same. not stickers, like decal decals yeah, I know. I know. on their Teslas. Why? Because I would think like maybe like does that mean you're an employee? But like they don't have offices here, so it's just you're just, you're just a sh- like I mean I mean I mean I I'm not a space guy like uh, like Jason and you, but like 
And I understand that SpaceX is doing some cool stuff, but it's weird. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I, it's, it's, it's a weird fanboy thing. So tangentially related, I feel like this is something you may know. Um, mm-hmm. There are many, many Teslas I see, like an alarming number of Teslas I see where the logo and some other parts of the car are red. What? What oh, is, don't, don't, what don't, is don't. that? Is that? Well, because that's it's, not it's, a standard it's, it's, option, is it? No, it's it's because every Tesla. Oh, I'm gonna get canceled. Is this every something Tesla, that people do third party? Well, no, because it's because because the Tesla Model Three is the new Honda Civic, and it's it's the same people that would put like like those like do you, do you know what a wing is? Mm. They like put the, that 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 big ass thing on the back of their car to make it more aerodynamic. Like, oh it's yeah. Just like the, the, they just like add like funky ass ugly mods to their car, and like and there's a thing like that people would like like to have like it's called a Chrome delete. Yeah, no, I know, I know that. Yeah, like people just like it, it, again, like the Tesla Model Three, similar like before the Tesla Model Three, it used to be the BMW Three Series. It was like it was like the it was like the yuppie Civic, and people would always have to like add weird shit to it. And no, they'll put like red like vinyl tape on the Tesla logo, like. If if I ever and we'll we'll talk about this, if I ever get a Model Three or a Model Y, I would go through the hassle of removing. Even though people would still know what it, what it is, I would pay somebody to remove all the Tesla logos off that car to to vaguely pretend that it's not the car that that was. Whereas people will like add like extra crap to their Tesla to show that they fucking love Elmo, and it's 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 really bad. No, but the the red Tesla logos on top of the what feels like i don't know if we have a gavin passed a law but like literally it feels like it's it, it i don't know if the tesla costs twice as much if you don't have an obnoxious vanity plate on your car i don't know <laughs> yeah the red the red <laughs> tesla logo thing like i i've seen so many of them that it just it led me to think yeah, like is, is it a is it a standard like option no no but like no, tesla doesn't really do that so i i yeah i'm i yeah. i'm yeah, it's surprising no. that it is like a third party thing because I just feel like so many people around here have it. But yeah, have yeah. I already told you the the idea I have for my Instagram account? I feel like I I have is that like is uh, like uh, it's gonna be nobody nobody create the account, but it's gonna be the t- accounts gonna be called Moist Teslas, and it's mm. gonna be and it's gonna be because like the the one I rented had this, which is that if it's ever like below fifty degrees. Uh, because Tesla can't make cars that are of good quality, the headlights and taillights will have like condensation in them. I, I can so I feel like, confirm that, yeah. So I I do really want to make an account like that, but I feel like it's going to cause me to get like doxxed or something bad's going to happen on the internet because of Tesla fanboys that are mad that I'm talking <laughs> about their car. Okay, so when when I was in Austin uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, part of the pandemic thing like used car prices went crazy and with that rental car prices did too so when i was in nashville um rental car prices like the before tax like because you, you always get screwed on like airport fees and stuff like that but it was 36 dollars a day to get a really shitty toyota rav4 like it was a very bad car we, we talked about the fact that it didn't have carplay it didn't have non-carplay maps it was just a very it was a very crappy car um but it's like 34 dollars a day and then when i was looking for rental cars in austin uh the like the crummiest like nissan versa was 90 dollars a Oof. day and i was like no i have i and then i was like in the past i have used a thing called are you familiar with turo no how do you, so how do you Tur- spell that? T U R O, 
it's a thing where like it's kind of like Airbnb for cars, where somebody can just like rent out their car to you and it's whatever. So I opened that up because I was like, I'm I'm not gonna pay because I was I was in Austin for like four and a half days and I was not gonna pay almost with taxes and fees five hundred dollars to rent like the world's shittiest Nissan. So I looked on there and one of the things like just one of the things that popped up was uh, a Model Three for like seventy one dollars a day. And I was like, okay, like if, if I'm if I'm gonna get me like it's like Austin does not have like a subway or the most um uh like no world class public transportation so i wanted to have a car while i was there so it was like that's eh, interesting so all in i think with all like taxes fees insurance and stuff like the model 3 for four and a half days was like 420 dollars or something 420 so nice. no it's, it's 69 that's nice no, four, <laughs> oh yeah damn it i messed that up we'll, we'll cut that no, out no. No, no, it's it's four twenty. Blaze it. <laughs> okay, take an edible. All right. Anyway, <laughs> never, never, never have, never will. All right. Anyway, just gross. Um. <laughs> um. Oh, but just, I was like, okay, let's 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 do it. This will be fun. So the car I ended up renting was a twenty twenty two Tesla Model Three performance edition i I don't know what these words mean so you can help fill in the gaps um with full self-driving and it had the full self-driving like on city streets beta right Mm -hmm. that was not the reason i i got it but that but those two things were told to me and that ended up being interesting to to know so did you know that it had the fsd beta on it i did not oh okay interesting yeah i just i just wanted to have hands-on like extended hands-on experience with an electric because because i i have one i have a lot of opinions about uh about tesla the company about elmo the person elmo the muppet and the car itself and like and and just kind of like knowing about like the full self-drive like but i just wanted to have an electric car for a couple of days just so i could have more 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 data points so i can speak more authoritatively kind of when 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 you talk about uh, the supercharger network and all that kind of stuff was the last time you had driven a tesla that one time we got to drive a model s like for three minutes 10 years ago no a friend of mine has a model y mm. um and i and i drove it once to san jose and, and that it. was fine um so anyway so i, I so yeah 2022 model three performance with full self full self-driving um so a lot to talk about so again none of this is a personal attack on you and i'm not i'm not criticizing your car at all and everything i'm saying is in relation to somebody who has uh, a, a gas-powered 2020 bmw x4 which is a very mid- middle of the road semi-luxury suv that that is my frame of reference. So on the car itself, going back to kind of the moist Tesla's thing. Um the car itself, like the design is like it, it's it's whatever. Like I, I feel like just because there are so many of them here, it's it's very like it's it's like the blandest car in the world, possibly. But my biggest gripes are the interior, which feels so 
plasticky and poorly made. And I, the reason why I talk about a lot of this is that I feel like you have a unique perspective because you you have a Model 3 and you also have, like similarly, like a mid-range luxury SUV, like in your wife's car. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and I don't, I haven't spent much time in a, a recent Acura, but have you noticed uh, like a delta in the build quality difference of your Model 3 and the MDX? A thousand percent. In yeah, that the, the MDX is nicer. <laughs> yeah, the MDX. I mean, we we just have the the you know the very base model of of the MDX, and the reason we did that was because the base model is is really fantastic. Um, and and the reason why we were kind of drawn to Acura is you know the lady friend had an RDX prior and was really really happy with it. Um, and so we were you know kind of interested in, in sticking with Acura. And yeah, the the MDX that we have is is super super well designed it it actually i know you're a big fan of buttons like physical buttons (laughs) i think it maybe goes a little overboard um but um other than that a very well designed and very um premium feeling car so in my review or in my like just i had like a running notes document in here one of the bullet points needs buttons so so fair <laughs> so yeah um the, like it's just everything feels plasticky like I, I i guess like just like in again in my car like obviously like if you have like a sub hundred thousand dollar car like it's gonna it's gonna have plastic in it. like that's just that's is what it is but like everything in my car feels nicer and more substantial and like the like the leather stitching on the dashboard is actually like real and just like every, every part of it's nicer and the model three and allegedly this this was one of like the better models like it's not like i think the the ultra fast one is called the plaid like it yeah it just felt shitty like it just felt like everything was like just very like it felt like a like a honda civic inside and i like that just kind of was a bummer the um the cup holders are too far towards you they're in the wrong spot the uh wireless charging situations is not good and i also can't complain because the wireless charger in my car is basically useless because even like i live in san francisco like even when it's like 54 degrees outside if i'm navigating and put my wireless car like phone the wireless charger like half the time it'll overheat just because like the wireless charger is so inefficient and shitty in my car like but it's just like the the like little like the thing where it's got the two slots like it just it, it it charges very slowly and it's not good and it's just anyway um, but like, yeah, it just doesn't feel very good. The seats aren't comfortable. Like the, the leather doesn't feel like just none of, none of it feels nice. And the only other thing is like, I don't know if this was the way this, this car was configured, but it ha- like, cause the way that I, as like somebody who was a guest who was using it, I was using like the whole like NFC credit card thing or you have to tap like the, the, a, like the side, the, in between the driver and passenger side door to unlock it and do the thing. Yeah. It has this thing where like when you turn off the car or like you put it in park like the seat moves so that it's easier to get in and out of does that your car do that so my car does not do that but actually the mdx that we have does do that you can you can turn it on or off but it it is something it can do yeah i could not figure out how to turn that off i hated it so much like maybe maybe it's just that i'm not used to driving a sedan where like i i got like it's just it's just too low but like it it 
it i i really hate it like it would switch like once you turned off the car it would say easy entry and it would just like start moving right. way back and i and I just, I just did not like that but yeah it was like the the build quality leaves a lot to be desired um the uh the steering wheel on this car was round uh that that was a plus but um oh the other thing that is that uh so in the trunk i don't know when they added this but it has the the power close now yeah i know don't get me started on that like it's bad in the sense that when you press the button it just makes this weird like alarming just like uncanny like that's actually one of the things that i appreciated about the car itself was that a lot of the chimes and notifications stuff are actually very pleasant and not alarming but the thing it just makes this like very it's kind of like it's almost like the goose game it just makes this like really weird like honk and at you when you press the button to close the the trunk but it is nice that it that it they finally added that feature because that's that's the one thing where if you're spending that much on a car it, it does feel weird to have to slam the trunk well i know and i my previous car the ford edge that i had you know had a power lift gate so i, I got used to having it and then you know that got taken away when I got my Model 3, which initially was just kind of a little bit of a bummer, but like over time has actually become kind of more of an annoyance given that, you know, now I do a lot of curbside pickup at places. And so I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm the the jackass that doesn't have the power lift gate like, you know, m- most new cars do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that that is kind of a kind of a bummer. Yeah. And you can um there's a third party that actually makes a, I think pretty like well reviewed retrofit for the model three where you can you can add it yourself but it's it's just expensive enough and I'm just worried enough about breaking my car by trying to install it that I've I have never done it and, and probably won't. Mm-hmm. Okay. So a few other things but like that I feel like we're gradually getting into the driving stuff. A few things um it uh what was it? Let's see. Oh yeah, like just the road noise is terrible. Like it is it's really poorly insulated where even though it's way quieter cuz it has an electric motor, it is so much noisier than my car. Where like if I like I'm just on like a not crowded Texas freeway and it's a very loud car, right? To play the music super loud to not hear just the car like yeah, and not not very well well made in that regard like i don't know if like my car when i bought it had something called like acoustic glass or something like it's it, it, like it but it does like it's really well sealed off where you just kind of don't hear the outside world where wind and road noise on the model 3 were just pretty pretty bad yeah i i noticed that on my model 3 and if you you know do any kind of google search or looking around on reddit that's a, a super super uh common complaint with tesla cars yeah. yeah also i don't use it but do no tesla model threes or model y's have sunroofs like that you can open no and I, in fact they got rid of that option on the model s and the model y the model x never had it but the model s used to um oh. and they they got rid of that um a while ago well, with the Model X, you can just drive with one of the gull wing doors open, and that's basically that's there, that's there a side you, sunroof. There, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yep, trademark. <laughs> yep. Um, but I guess, does, but it has the weird, like, ultra panoramic, like, just roof, right? And I don't actually see what the point of that is. 
other than making the car warmer than it needs to be? Like it's it's not like a solar roof of any sort, right? No. Yeah, I just I yeah, I I don't get that design decision, but all right. Gradually getting into driving stuff. Uh so steering wheel's fine. The um like little control nubs, like the little dials, like there's one on the left and one on the right. Um they're bad. Like if you have to do the thing where you are like going like previous or next track, like getting it to go left or right feels bad and it could be an actual button but it's not like changing the volume is very easy and changing the cruise control distance which is what i think the default behavior of the right one is um but no like the the little like switchy thingies on the steering wheel stink like it, it's 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 bad yeah don't, uh, don't disagree the turn signals bad also because and this is the part where do you remember the controversy so they had the thing where everybody's mad that they changed it to the yoke steering wheel right and they were like oh like the steering the the uh turn signals are now capacitive buttons we took away the stock and i was like well that's stupid but then i used this car and i really i found that the turn signal stock was so either so poorly designed or so bad at its job where i guess my problem was it always thought either i was done with the turn sooner than i was or just left the turn signal on like i'm an 80 year old guy in florida like it was it was just very it is very it like did not it never did the job that it was supposed to do where i actually felt like hey maybe a maybe a capacitive button actually would be better than this was that that just this car or do you also find that it will oddly leave the turn signal on way longer than you want or not keep it on as long as you need to no i, I don't i don't have that that at all i yeah, like so- i like the 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 i'm sure you'll get more into it the, i think the whole stock system um in the model three is, is really, really nice. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what it was about this one. The only thing that I will give it credit for is that, um, it has the perfect amount of blinks like uh, on, on you've driven the MDX a lot. What is the, when you just do the little clicky thing where you're signaling a lane change, how many blinks does it stay active for? I don't know the exact number, but it always feels a little short. Two. Yes. So that's yeah. the thing. So on, on, on my car, on the X4, it does three blinks and that's one fewer than I want. Yeah. And because I'm not an aggressive, like I'm not, I'm not a dickish driver. Right. And I like, so I will frequently like hold the stock, like in kind of the like lane change mode so that it'll do like four or five. And the Tesla will do four, which is the perfect amount. So, so good job. That that's the one thing that it does well, <laughs> but I would frequently have the thing where it would, I would be doing that. And then it would just keep the signal on. Like, again, like I was like, like I was an old person in Seinfeld. Like it was, just is not. Not good. Um, other quality of life complaints. Uh, it does not. Ugh. Okay, so I I put a link in the show notes, and hopefully you, you put or I put a link in the Slack, and you can put a link in the show notes. Uh, somebody tries had a video about how the new what is it called? Um, so Tesla like a year and a half ago removed the um like the radar based park distance controls that pretty much like every nice car made in the past like seven years has had uh because like apparently it was like some supply chain issue but they're like oh we'll use computer vision for and spoiler alert the the new system sucks and it's not actually good or safe um but yeah not having park distance controls where like will tell you how far away you are from like hitting something when you are parking is a massive regression and is a big 
quality of life uh, compromise in that car. Wait, so does it and, does it just not tell you how close you are to things, nope, or does it nope, just do nope. a poor job? No, nope, it does nothing. It oh, does literally nothing. Yeah, that's because like, cr- apparently, that, that, apparently that's crazy. Because like in mine, it it does and it it does it really really well. And actually, the that is one of the few things that the higher end MDX trims offered that was kind of interesting is is the proximity sensors, which you know I've gotten really like used to one? having. The base oh, one like, on the MDX doesn't. Oh, like no, mine like mine will do like it'll do like the adaptive tones depending on how close you are to something. It'll self park itself. It'll do like a visualization on the top down camera. Like it does all that, which is, but the new one, yeah, they, they just stopped including it and they took it all off because they're like, oh, just everything, like we're so good at software and computer vision will do everything. So therefore everything's great, but no, it doesn't. And that was a huge bummer on this car. And that goes into my other complaint, which is that even though allegedly this camera, ha- this, this car has so many cameras, it doesn't have a 360 camera or no. a 360 simulated view. It has a fairly high resolution backup camera which cool but which uh and also it does one thing that also uh, this goes back to this that rav4 that i hated um one of the things and i and I, I know bmw does this all the time i don't know if other manufacturers do but uh where when you're reversing it will automatically lower the right passenger mirror to make sure you're not going to scratch like you can see the curb and you're not going to scratch your car or like run into the curb uh the, the tesla does that and a lot of other cars do not so that's that's a that's points for does the Acura do that uh yeah it does yeah like that's that's a good quality of life thing mm-hmm. but yeah like the no 360 camera like sucks like i i find that so nice to just like i don't know just like park politely in like uh, just a standard parking lot just like know you're it, like in the in the lines in a in a nice way without getting out of the car like that was very much a thing in the 90s of i would get out of the car and make sure for one of my parents like that you're you're parked nicely and that's that 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 the, this car does not have that and it just feels like a miss like because is it that's the whole thing like this car this car has like eight like eight that's how it does all this uh, that's how it drives itself like it has all these cameras that are telling you all this information all the time and it won't give you that simple parking aid and that coupled with them cheaping out or like taking a shortcut on the park distance sensors seems super lame. Uh, so. There, there was a, there was a rumor some time ago that um, there was going to be a 360 degree view added and that it, it may be actually limited to cars with the, the full self uh, driving package. Mm-hmm. Which actually was what started. I think we may have even talked about it on the show. Like that got me thinking. Like, oh no, are they going to start artificially locking more and more interesting software features um, behind the the FSD paywall? That would be mm-hmm. really disappointing. So far, they haven't really done that. But I, I remember that story um, got me thinking about that. But anyway, I, I think it's been rumored for a while that they they eventually are going to bring some kind of 360 camera um to the to the i think all all the all the tesla models yeah but i mean like the car's been out forever so that feels i don't know like yeah they've really they've um is a little bit of a tangent but they've really um kind of slowed down i feel like with the software innovation it it seemed like the first couple years i had my model three it was just 
you know, new new features left and right, you know, UI improvements, et cetera. It really does feel like that's that's slowed down quite a bit, which I, I guess is is kind of to be expected. But anyway, ah, uh, did this work? So let me send you a picture. So we'll, we'll we're gradually going to start getting into the driving stuff. So yeah. So okay, other other thing that's no heads up display. Well, like, so we'll, we'll, so sorry. So like getting into the car. So the screen's in the middle and that you get used to fairly quickly. Like I still like the model S still has like a gauge cluster mostly. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, it has a screen like where a traditional gauge cluster goes. Yeah. Like I, I still think that makes way more sense. Like I, I did not like having to take my eyes off the road as much to look at this like fucking like shoehorned iPad on the dashboard. But also on top of that, if you don't have the gauge cluster, ha- not having a heads up display is also kind of seem like I, that that's a very, that's also a very nice quality of life thing that you generally get in a nicer car that that was the big rumor with the model 3 when they first unveiled it when they you know just showed that it had the center screen people immediately were like oh well those you know there's going to be some really innovative heads-up display that they're just not showing yet which will explain why there's you know no instrument cluster but but no (laughs) that didn't that didn't happen yeah so the screen itself like i actually ended up hating the software a lot less than i was expecting it's not bad. Like we'll we'll get to the full self driving stuff, and I didn't use because it wasn't my car. I didn't use like a lot. Like I didn't log into Spotify or use any of the other stuff. But like in terms of like being able to see what gear you're in and and, and your speed and uh, sort of control Bluetooth audio, which not having CarPlay, we'll we'll, we'll get to that in a broader context. But it's fine. Like didn't love it. Having a heads up display would have made it much nicer, but it was fine. Um, but I don't know. Well, also, well, hmm. uh, before we get into the self-driving stuff or the autopilot things, uh, is the range on your car good? Cause I felt like the range in this car was very, like, cause is the performance one, the short range one? Uh, it's, it's the, um, well, I, I think I can pull this up. I mean, they, they do. They're actually not currently selling the long range Model Three. That's kind of gone in and out of availability, and and that's that's the one I have. Um, they currently have like the base model and then the um, performance. And I think let's see here. So two seventy two is the range of the base model, and then oh the the performance model is three fifteen. Um, well, okay. So then let me, so I, I sent you a picture. So, he, uh, so I think I vaguely talked about this when I was talking about, uh, Chip and Jojo land where I took the car and, and I was driving up to, from Austin to Waco. And then I had to stop at a supercharger and I think I charged up to like 90%. And then there were like another 15 miles to Waco. So on this picture that I sent you, like the trips, like, so driving back the 95 miles from Waco to Austin the car went from like 82% battery down to like 35% in, and maybe I'm just bad at math, but that does not feel like using more than half the battery to go less than a hundred miles feels like that's not 300 miles of range. And it was not that hot. So I, I, I 
don't like I had to charge the car three times and I didn't drive that much and I am not a terribly aggressive driver. So I don't, and this is also like a one-year-old car. So do you feel like you get 250 to 300 miles of range on your, on a single charge or do you not go that far away from home to ever actually see that on a single charge? No, I, I definitely do. I mean, my, I've <clears throat> driven my model three on a, you know, a number of, um, road trips, over the years, I mean, we were making those trips to Southern California once we, you know, started traveling a bit more, you know, a couple years ago, but weren't, you know, quite ready to get on a plane. Like we've been driving to Southern California a bunch and the, the range on my model three has always been excellent. It's always been, you know, that it's been really accurate and it's, it's, you know, gone exactly how far it's supposed to go about mine goes, you know, mine actually. So I think now what they've done is the long range actually goes even further than it used to, because my long range is like 320 or so. So it's just a little bit more than like what they advertise on the performance model now. But I, I, I really do get that um, online, even though it's, you know, coming up on five years old, I, I really haven't lost any of that range. So mine, mine's done really well. However, um, my sister bought a model Y, um, a couple of years ago, and she also has made, um, a couple of longer trips with it. And she, she's had a lot of range issues with hers. Um, so I, I, I don't know what the, I don't know what the story with that is, but yeah, she, her experience sounds a lot more similar to like what you just described. Yeah, it's weird. Like it's, it's not that much of a problem, but like, it's, it's just. I mean, it actually kind of is because like actually in Austin itself, there's like only like six superchargers like there's there's and, and they're not generally where you'd want them to be. So it, it's actually it's kind of weird. So, yeah, it, it was fine. So I guess to talk about the positive stuff. And this is, the, again, the one of the things I wanted to do here was just kind of like have a longer experience with an electric car. So to talk about the stuff that is actually very nice about it, um, like the driving, like it the uh, can, uh what's what's what would be the phrasing like the clean uh like the the extreme smooth acceleration and like the the no the no gears like just all that it's like the instant torque like just all that is very 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 nice mm-hmm. like i really really like that and going back to like I, the the one thing that i was worried about is like oh am i going to come back to my car and absolutely hate it and I do kind of find my car a little bit slow now, but, uh, but also it's way quieter and it has car place. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a mixed bag, but, um, yeah, it, the, the being able to go not, not drive like a jerk, but just to get from like, you're, you're entering a freeway to go from 20 to 70 miles an hour real quick is is very nice. That's nice. And not have it feel like a jarring thing. Like, so my car, like it's, 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 it's like, it's not that like, it's, it's not like a, a like a jerky, like abrupt gear shift, but like you, you, you feel when you're, you're, you're speeding up. Like it's, it is nice, but like, I, I, I don't, it did not have the impression that makes me hate my car, which, which, which I, which I am happy about, but that, that is something that's very, very nice. And I don't know how much of that was related to, cause what is the advantage of the performance one? Like, is it? Is it fast? Like it has to be faster, right? Uh, yeah, it, it's it's like zero to sixty speed is um is faster, and I think it's um yeah. it's top. So yes, like on the base model, 
top speed 140, zero to 60 and 5.8. And then on the performance, top speed 162, zero to 60 and 3.1. Yeah, it, like it, it had a lot of pep to it. Like I, I, I very much like that part. But again, it was it was very much tempered by the fact that road noise, so many other things. Like it just, you, you like the driving experience, but um, a lot of other things kind of dampened it. Uh, on the driving experience thing, uh, the um, what is it? The uh, the the brake pedal feels weird. Like it it feels like it does almost nothing until you basically like slam on it. I kind of don't love that. I don't know if that's just a regenerative regenerative braking type experience, but yeah. Also, you have the the different driving modes. I think I had this one. Is a feature called roll like i i I think you're very much you like the one pedal driving experience like you you enjoy that when you release gas the the accelerator it comes to a stop for no reason which is not good (laughs) but you 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 like that kind of thing i do do. yeah the the lady friend does not um it's it's the worst she drives my car but i i really like it yeah it's it's terrible so you have to you have to switch it to uh i think the options were stop creep and roll and I had it set to roll, and it was still not right, but it got better. And then under acceleration, there's either chill or standard. And standard is is very uncomfortable and 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 terrible. Like it, it's too you barely tap on it, and like your head's jerking around, and it's it's I I did not enjoy that. So, but that did have the byproduct of the screen just said the word chill all the time, which I did not mind. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, like it, it's, it, it was, it was a fine car and, and I, and I, th- I thought it was nice enough, but it, it, it did not necessarily have the impression it, I guess it was here, here's my summary, which is that it very much guarantees that my next car will be an electric car. And I'm going to be very, very excited for when that day comes but that car will be somebody not manufactured by Elmo and it will be like, yeah, like it, it's, it's going to be a fun time once the market is more mature. Cause even if I got past my hesitation based off of the person who founded the company as being a terrible person, there's enough about it that I just don't like, there's, there's enough stuff that like, yeah, like not not having a 360 camera, not having CarPlay, not having a nice interior, not like there's there's enough about it that I think doesn't compensate for the fact that it accelerates smoothly um and is cleaner. So yeah, I mean overall it wasn't wasn't bad at all. Like and, and there's a lot to appreciate that I really do like and we'll get we'll get to it briefly. We'll, we'll, we're going to jam through with all the like EV industry news, but like they've managed to make a lot of these cars, and the cars themselves, if we cup, uh, if we decouple all the autopilot stuff, they're good cars. They're but they're there's a lot to be desired, I guess. Fair. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, that's that's all that's all really fair. Um, yeah. So now, uh, is the FSD stuff like the last thing you were gonna get to? Pretty much, unless you, unless you think there's like something I'm leaving out, but I think that's pretty much it in terms mm-hmm. of the car itself. No, I think yeah. I think you. I think oh, you hit on also, all of it. well, also again, uh, yeah, the interior is not not very good. 
Um, but the you have to use the screen to open the fucking glove box. You do. Yeah. Ugh. True story. Ugh. The worst. Also, I just oh the door handles. Though so bad. <laughs> I, do you and do you enjoy them? I understand why they're flush with the car for aerodynamics reasons, but so bad. So, so such a terrible design. I, I, I know on the Model S, the complaint was like the little pop-out door handles just like break all the time. But these new ones where you have to like like jam your fingers in and then another, like it seesaws out where you half open the other. No, hate, hate it. Hate it. I do not like the door handles. I'm neutral towards them. I don't love them i don't i don't hate them either they're fine yeah oh and the supercharging experience nice again it was somebody else's car it automatically built their account and then we just squared up on venmo like it was like i didn't have to worry about creating an electrify america account or anything like that i just drove into a thing and plugged the thing in and then i the second time i got to go shopping at target for a minute and it was it was like it was very very pleasant yeah i enjoy that um okay so full self-driving couple things so one so there's the the autopilot component of it and then there was the actual full self-driving part so going back to the picture i sent you why do like i'm 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 some i'm i'm coming back from the silos and i'm listening to marketplace why why is why is the the navigation screen look like mario kart well that's a setting there's like a rain okay so it's literally called like rainbow road then you can okay so by default it does not look like this no no okay that 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 was silly so in terms of the like so the one thing that makes me dislike my car more is that the highway autopilot stuff it pains me to say this is very good the 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 like my like my car doesn't have the like when you set the lane keeping it doesn't like just ping pong between the lane lines. Like it, it's better than that. But this one was much more. It it, it was it was very good. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I I liked that. It took me a long time to figure out that you use the right steering wheel nubbin thingy to adjust the car lengths that it'll, it'll keep. But it 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 was good. And I, it took, I also had to figure out how to tell it to stop trying to suggest lane changes for me. But mm-hmm. like I, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Just like I just if if I'm going 100 miles to get some coffee, like it, it you can you can just chill out in the center lane. It, it it's fine. Um, the the highway stuff is very is is very good, and I like that. Oh, other thing, the visualization on the screen itself does not match the color of the car that you have. That seems like a missed opportunity. Even in my car, it knows that I have a silver. Oh, mine, car. mine does. Well, what car do you what, like? This one showed the cars being green, even though I think my the color of this car was the same color as your car, which is the dark gray. Yeah, my mine mine matches um, the color. It even matches like the the wheels that I have. No, yeah, this one uh, showed uh, this car as being actually like a color you probably wish the car came in, which which was like kind of like a nice forest green. Yeah, I, I think uh, that may. I this is. It, I vaguely remember they they may have added the ability to customize what your car looks like in the display. So I think like by default it matches what the car actually is, but then you can yeah, change can, that I, now. I think I can't imagine this person having thought of like, oh, I wish it was green. 
Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I yeah, well, the, I don't really know why that has to be a feature at all, but <laughs> I guess people like that. Yeah. And then, yeah. So anyway, the, the, the autopilot stuff is nice that I, I am kind of envious of that. Um, it, oh, the other feature is that it had the thing where I, again, I think we talked about this last week is that with full self-driving, it will tell you when the light has changed, which is a nice feature, but also it's really aggressive where if you do not start moving the millisecond the light changes it makes this pleasant chime at you but i it, it gets a little annoying at times but it's nice yeah so full self-driving on city streets though is a nightmare and is unsafe <laughs> and is bad and is a feature that everybody should be refunded for and should be made illegal and is the worst so i think i sent you one or two videos in the private slack um yeah it in a two mile trip across a or, or sorry two separate one mile trips uh as an experiment in an uncrowded area of texas like it was it failed miserably it uh decided to do a hard stop for absolutely no reason at a green light because i think it thought it saw a cyclist or something it didn't even make a sound as though like it was disengaging it was just no this green light we're just gonna stop right here and that's fine and then also at the video that I sent you was there was a, uh, a lane closed and it saw some cones and then got freaked out like it's a dog <laughs> that 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 like that saw an avocado on the on the carpet. And then it like just it just freaks out, and loses its mind, and starts jumping around like, no, it just it, it saw some cones, didn't know what it was going to do. It turned on the turn signal and then eventually tried to run into the cones and I had to slam on the brakes and it's really bad. and. It, it it accelerates like a student driver. It does not. And because I guess this is the jarring part is that the autopilot on the highways steers so well. Mm-hmm. And this one is so erratic and jerky and, and bad. And it does the thing where it visualizes all the stuff that it see, it thinks it sees around you where but it's so wrong about what it sees where like when I first turned it on, I'm like, Oh, this is not going to go well. Like this, like this is, this is like, we're not driving in Boston or San Francisco. Like this is, this, this is not a complicated, like Austin is like, it's a, it's a car focused city. It didn't, it no, like it was really bad. Yeah. I, I, it, it feels unsafe and um, it's, it's pretty bad. And the part that, that makes me nervous is that like, I'm fair, I'm fairly cautious. And I was very like, I, I do not want to have my hands off the wheel. Like my hands work the entire time on the wheel, but I feel like there's a lot of, uh, jackasses who are following the Tesla, Tesla Silicon Valley, Twitter account who think their car can drive itself. And you are in a real world beta test with a bunch of idiots who think that this car can drive itself and when they run into you or cause an accident because of their uh elmo rc car uh you're now in their experiment and i don't like that at all and i i it's it's it, it's really bad mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so yeah mixed bag <laughs> <laughs> um and and it, and it had moist taillights 
So I, there's a lot of good. I feel like it, it helped it, it, the, the, it, 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 so in the end, it gave me a positive outlook on the electrification of America and uh, our future with uh, non internal combustion engine cars. Um, and very little else. It's, 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 it's a very, it's a very mediocre car otherwise. Yeah, that's, that's, that's all, that's all fair. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and yeah, it's, it's missing CarPlay. I, the amount I had to touch my phone to try to like start a new podcast episode. I, 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 I didn't like that. I don't know. Like the, the Bluetooth integration is, is fine. Oh, sorry. Last bit before we run this out. The navigation, I was very skeptical. Like, I feel like every, every time we've talked about CarPlay and Tesla's um, refusal or unwillingness to um, engage in and add CarPlay to the car, the navigation is better than I expected, but it's still not very good. Um, I did like the part where it would, like, tell you kind of, like, it would incorporate superchargers into your route, and it would tell you how many were occupied and whatnot. I did not like the few times it would tell you getting to a supercharger that oh it's a it, the supercharger is actually located inside like a hotel parking garage that charges eight dollars an hour or whatever like that that's less helpful but it it's fine but also does yours also say everything is an unnamed road mm, what do you mean I've, so like when you're on a city street it doesn't say yeah that. So a, lot, a lot of times, like it, your nav- your your directions would also include a bunch of stuff that's unnamed road. Like I, I just I don't know. It's just it was fine. Um, I would have preferred Google Maps a lot of times. But going into the the GM thing that we'll briefly touch on, like it's there. I get that there's a reason why you want in house navigation, but anyway. So to, to round, round round this out, it's a fine car. It was, uh, it leaves some, some stuff to be desired, but I do not think the Model 3 is a terrible decision for a lot of people, but it is a terrible moral decision. <laughs> okay, so quickly, uh, do you have any follow-up on that or just or talk about the GM stuff real quick? I don't know about the unnamed road thing. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen that in mine. I don't know if that's very a, frequently, a like at the end of your what? No, just at the very end of your trip, like anytime it like it just gives up, it's like, oh, like unnamed road, unnamed road. Unnamed I guess road. maybe I've seen that, but I don't feel like it's pervasive. I don't know. Yeah. All right. So a few, uh, a few other EV related things, and then we're going to close this out. So uh, General Motors in their uh, upcoming Chevrolet EVs, they have chosen to make the bold. What, what was, what did, uh, what did Phil Schiller say? Courageous. The courageous decision to abandon CarPlay and uh, Android Auto. In, turn, in in favor of their own in-house navigation system. Um, this is going to be a pro-consumer uh, decision that allows them to provide richer navigation systems and also uh, a test bed to allow them to collect more data on every person that buys their car and sell them more subscriptions. Oh, that they said the quiet part loud for some reason. Um, this is so fucking stupid, and I don't know... I guess the the silver lining here is that the Hummer EV, which is your future car, is going to be one of the last cars that does have CarPlay <laughs> in it. So your 9,500-pound uh, car will allow you to use uh, Overcast in it. So nice. But this is, this is dumb. I'm not as morally opposed to it as Jason Snell is, but it's still... 
like I can't tell if they screwed up in that they like the what was supposed to be an internal communication was the thing that they sent out to everybody as their PR <laughs> release. But they yeah. like in in the explanation of it, they they said all the wrong things. Like they're like, hey, we're doing this because it offers us better ability to incorporate with like charging routes and stuff. And also we can monetize our like they said so much stuff about like no, we're doing this for financial reasons and there's no benefit to us in doing our customers want because we feel like we can uh post sale monetize our customers better if we lock them in uh, lock them out of being able to use their own smartphones, which is fucking bananas. Uh, yeah. yeah, there was um there was a really good write up in The Verge which uh, there there's a small passage from which I think kind of summarizes it perfectly, which is Ultimately, this is about control. Whether drivers want it or not, and I suspect a great many do not, this next generation of cars will be about consumer data and subscription features as much as they'll be about instant electric torque and eliminating carbon emissions. The auto industry is banking on data and subscriptions being massively lucrative revenue streams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and that's super dumb. And again, like I, and I, this is spoken as a BMW driver who BMW is famous for... Uh, and actually, I think I sent you a video. Well, two things. One, they were like, hey, we're not even going to bother like doing custom order stuff on cars. We're just going to ship every car with heated seats now. Except we're going to charge people $95 every six months for the ability for their butt to be warm. And GM was like, the Germans are smart. Like, let, let, let's, let's do that shit. But like, and then there was a thing of like, I sent you the video and I don't know if there's an easy, easy way to link to it. But it was like an Instagram ad where a lady in like uh, an Italian mall decides, I don't want to park my own car. So I'm going to go to the BMW Connected Drive app store, buy a one month subscription to the self parking feature, and then her boyfriend approves a purchase, which that's problematic. And then the car eventually parks itself. And there's no scale suggested as to how long this whole process takes versus just parking the fucking car like it's the whole the the monet the post-sale monetization and subscription hell that we are on track for with cars is going to be so bad i know my whole rant before was about tesla selling people a pipe dream a a dangerous pipe dream of twelve thousand dollars self-driving but that also kind of feels more intellectually honest than what gm and bmw are about to do so i i don't i don't even know it's 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 the worst and but like in the whole like that that is the one weird part about evs now which is that every ev comes with a cellular modem like there is no way to have an electric car that is just yours it's always feeding data about your trips and your habits and your drive like everything back to the manufacturer which i know most people won't care but feels gross mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then the last thing i guess is something that you you've you've been um is this a term this sorry this instant show title you, you've been spicy in the slack You've been really fucking mad about every article that's come out this week about like auto sales numbers compared to so I so I'm 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 going to give myself credit as being the pioneer, which is that even though I hate Elmo and and I think the Model Three is a very mediocre car, I led off with the fact that there was a there's an article that was so I think it was on Monday, uh, Tesla reported earnings or like and how many. Uh, cars they had sold versus shipped and all that kind of stuff 
And the headline number was that they sold like 422,000 cars as opposed to like their estimates that it was be like 450,000 cars. And that was this massive miss about this, this, uh, and the, like just what, what, what is this company even doing? And then, uh, Ford and GM and Rivian like also posted similar stuff. And, uh, let the listeners guess, we'll, we'll pause for two seconds here. How many cars do you think Rivian has shipped in Q1? <laughs> let me, let me pull up launch bar for, let's see, t- uh, 9,935 divided 422,000. So they sold 2.2226, of the cars that Tesla did, but are, are on equal footing, uh, with Elma motors. And again, Elon sucks. Elon's a piece of shit. But they're moving cars in mass, and GM can hire Will Ferrell and pretend that EVs are the future, and they're making uh, massive Hummer EVs for people in Orange County with mansions to buy. But they're selling dozens of them, to quote uh, Tobias. Like, whereas Tesla sold almost half a million cars in three months. So... uh, it I, it's it's a lot to to suggest that that's like a massive failure. Do I wish a better person was was selling all those cars? Definitely, but that's yeah. So the the first thing, lots to unpack here. First thing is, I feel like the two things we've really nailed on this show for like years have been cord cutting and EV shipments. Yeah, bingo. Like cord cutting. I, f- I feel like we we were early on that and really got that right. And I feel like another beat that we've been on is that you know, this is not a Tesla fanboy podcast by any means. <laughs> but no, no. They they ship they ship EV cars and they ship them ship a lot of them. And everybody else in the car industry's talked a big game about their EV ambitions, but so far have have not really done a lot like we've been on that beat for a long time and i feel like we're still there you specifically and this is more of an offline online thing i i think your uh trigger is that whenever you see that like there's like staunch competition for tesla you will immediately drive down to the data (laughs) point that they're selling fucking five percent or less of the same thing like 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 because the headline is always uh tesla uh, tesla deliveries miss based off actually what 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 was the reuters headline tesla posts record deliveries but misses estimates as competition ways what fucking competition (laughs) like other people are again i uh, quote me i fucking hate elon musk I, i i don't and i don't like elmo the 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 muppet like they they are shipping cars their their competition ways the sum total of all the competition has sold maybe eighteen thousand cars no no yeah so let's so so i'm the i'm the accountant here so let me hit let me hit you with some some numbers here as as i as i like to do so into some if okay (laughs) that's right so four hundred and twenty two thousand teslas delivered this past quarter Rivian, who people really like to um, talk a lot about, about 9,395 in the last quarter. Not, not a typo, 9,395. And they're on pace for 50,000 cars for the year. So a fourth the number of cars that Tesla just shipped this last quarter is what they're on pace for the year. 
and they and they and they're getting they're getting like credit for that, which is can I can don't... I clarify? So so sorry, uh, nine hundred uh, nine thousand nine hundred nine thirty. Sorry, nine thousand nine hundred thirty-five divided by ninety is one hundred and ten cars sold a day. So they sold two cars per state per day. Oof. So then um, GM comes out, and they they get they brag about selling over twenty thousand EVs in the quarter. And they're on pace for a bit less than 200000 for the year. So less than half of what Tesla just shipped in the quarter is what they're on pace for the year. And as bad as all that is, they actually like surpassed Ford for the first time this quarter. So Ford shipped even fewer EVs than that this past quarter. Um, and Ford you know, commonly gets kind of held up as like, oh, here they come, you know, number two for Tesla here. And it's so far behind still. Um, Eh, That I agree, but I feel like Ford is a unique case in that when they get the F-150 Lightning at volume, that is an extremely compelling car that's going to sell extremely well. Okay. I mean, but But in its its current form, correct, 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 correct. But what I've been saying for a long time is, okay, let's, let's see it. Like, you know what? Maybe five years from now, you're totally right. And the F-150 is outselling all Tesla models combined. You know what? Maybe that happens. Not saying it's impossible, but let's see it. I'm not, I'm not just going to take that as a given at this point. Um, um, Oh, so then another thing I that kind of caught my attention with all these numbers coming out is so the other thing that the GM article mentioned is that of the twenty thousand or so EVs that they sold in the quarter, um, that that's a small fraction of their um, roughly six hundred thousand um, total vehicle sales in the quarter. Like you remember, there used to be this narrative with Tesla uh, that was like, oh yeah, we well, you know they're shipping a lot of like. EVs like compared to everybody else, but they're shipping like a fraction of what like a traditional car company ships in a quarter. And you know, four hundred and twenty-two thousand is still not six hundred thousand, but starting to kind of kind of get there. So I, th- I thought that was kind of an interesting metric to take away from all this too. Is that like Tesla's getting to the point where they're not just shipping a lot of. EVs like they're actually shipping a lot of just cars in general which is you know again not a Tesla fanboy podcast here but that's pretty pretty impressive um the other thing i wanted to call out here too is it's not just shipping numbers that i feel like tesla gets graded on a curve against and where maybe they don't get enough credit it's the actual like cars themselves so there's there's there was a lot of coverage this week of the um Polestar 3, which is the um basically model Y version of the the Polestar series of cars. And there there was a metric I, I put into the Slack here talking about its battery. Um and it, the the quote here is um despite costing thirty thousand dollars more than a Tesla Model Y and having a big 111 kilowatt hour battery versus just a 75 kilowatt hour battery for the Tesla. The Polestar 3 is currently only expected to get around 300 miles of range compared to 330 for the Model Y. So the Polestar 3 has got a battery that's about, it's over 25% bigger, but it's going to get 10% less range and cost $30,000 more. So it's not just that Tesla is um, 
shipping way, way more EVs than everybody else. They're also shipping by far and away the most efficient electric vehicles and, well, you know, arguably some of the more affordable ones as well. Like as, as expensive well, as Teslas are in the grand scheme of things, which don't get me wrong. Like when you look at the whole car market, Teslas are very, very expensive. But yeah, for, EV, for, for EVs, they're, they're really not. Well, first off, who knew that making an interior that felt nice weighed that much? Sorry, that's that's the joke. But I mean, I I actually don't like Teslas aren't expensive. Other like because there was a weird period where they jacked up the prices by twenty percent during the pandemic or whatever. Like and now they've tried to do some financial engineering to make them qualify for tax credits. But like, other than the Bolt EUV, which I think can be had pre tax credit for like thirty one thousand dollars. Like the entry level Model Three is like forty two thousand dollars, isn't it? Right. I was kind of I was kind of looking at that um, when you were going through your your Model Three review. I think it's something. Oh like, wow! Like, like a, a dead on forty two thousand nine hundred ninety dollars. Yeah. yeah. Like again, it's 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 the one with kind of the ugly wheels, but it's but it's it's fine. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I yeah I I appreciate your data point. It's it's this is again I not not again we're we're like we're we're the, we're the <laughs> we're the artists that toil in obscurity. But we have been very very right about the uh, one like uh, the 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 streaming thing where everybody everybody suddenly thought that their cable bill and the, the everything they would want possibly was going to cost them twenty one dollars and fifty four cents a month. So they could get just just HGTV, HBO, and um, like the NBA, and suddenly, oh shit! The the Lord of the Rings show, uh, Stranger Things, uh, MLB, soccer. Oh, this all cost me ninety five dollars a month now. Yeah, we we've been we've been super uh, uh, on the cutting edge of that. But yeah, I mean this the the context is extremely important. Because I don't know if it's just that the people writing about this are being willfully obtuse or like, I just, yeah, it's, it, it feels not intellectually honest for people to, um, not acknowledge the massive lead that they have or to portray the incumbent auto players as the underdogs that they actually are. Who are doing interesting things, but also like nobody, nobody's mentioned like the the fucking the the infotainment screen or like thing in the in the Mach E stinks. Like so much of the stuff. Like and, and again, going back to the CarPlay thing, the GM thing will probably stink. Like it's and the Electrify America network is not very good, and half the chargers are broken. Like it's just it. There are there's a lot to have to acknowledge about the fact that Elma Motors is doing something right well i think and that's the most important point in prior where we can wrap this up which is that it's not just one thing with tesla it's it's kind of the whole package where they're shipping cars in just exponentially higher volumes than anybody else the cars that they're shipping are the most affordable ev option out there or just about the most affordable ev option out there their batteries are wildly more efficient and and they have the supercharger network where there's really no other compelling 
you know, alternative charging network out there. And then also the the software is, you know, not perfect, but it's it's pretty darn good. And it's and it's, it's way better than basically all of the other alternatives that aren't just CarPlay. And so you you put all of that together, and again, like I, you know, never going to say it's it's impossible that, you know, could 5 years from now could Tesla not have any new interesting models and have their existing lineup basically just be the same thing. And Elon continues to be Elon and more people kind of turn on him and these other manufacturers catch up. Sure, that could happen. I don't think that's the most likely scenario. And I think I think just assuming that, well, yeah, like Ford and GM and all, they'll all just figure it out and they'll catch up to Tesla. Like that, that, that'll happen. No, no problem. Like I, I really, I wouldn't take that as a, as a given. Yep. All right. Uh, let's double check. So GM review Tesla. Yeah. WWC is coming in the usual time. Uh, the VR headset will probably not be very good. And <laughs> that's... Oh, and last last thing. you Going back to the EV thing. Uh, you put in here that... And you're somebody who has all your other beat. And this, again, because you have a family uh, that's growing. You've been uh, bummed, I guess, maybe, that like there have not been any large SUVs other than the Hummer EV. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, Audi has the Q8 has been a ridiculous car. It's it's the, the it's Audi's equivalent of the X7, which is basically their in between like Tahoe and suburban like jumbo SUV. It's fine, but they're making the Q. They they did an electric retrofit, which is the Q8 e-tron, which is going to start at seventy four thousand dollars, and when you make it nice, it's going to be a hundred thousand dollars. And anyway. Yeah, this is not this is not the car for me, obviously. But I just I, I am I am interested whenever someone announces a, a larger size um, EV because eventually that that would be that'll probably be my you know next car way down the road, um, something like that. Um, but nothing so far has quite quite fit that the the um the was it the kia ev9 that they, they they just announced that's like their three row ev is is not terrible um but again not not quite the right car for me but i am glad to see more of more of that happening i just googled it the kia ev9 might be the only car uglier <laughs> than the um what is the the uh what's the the bmw ix yeah no the uh, yeah no, my, the, my the, problem is like I, not as somebody like I, I feel like i bought the last uh good or acceptable looking bmw the the ix is the ugliest car ever manufactured which is their electric suv model x competitor yeah the the ev9 is pretty fucking ugly oh yeah it's not great all right. You got anything else or chef specials? I think we should get the chef specials. Let's do it. So I'm bringing back a, um, a former chef special and make it, making it a chef special for an unprecedented second time. Okay. Uh, because the lady friend and I just went there for a second time this past weekend. Miller and Lux. 
Hmm. It's it's can, can, can it's, more details. It's so great. So, um, it's the, I mean not it's not just the food. It's 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 the service. Like from the moment you get there, you you check in downstairs. They you know radio upstairs to like where the restaurant is. Someone comes down, they greet you, they walk you up the stairs, they walk you to your table. They do this really kind of smart thing where the menus aren't on the table right away. And they, they kind of wait, they wait a minute or two to bring you the menus. They ask you like, you know, what kind of water you want. They welcome you to the restaurant. And then they, How bring, do they ask? And then they bring you a still or sparkling. um and then and then they bring in the menus which i think it kind of because like one thing that i don't love sometimes with with restaurants and particularly nicer restaurants is when you feel like you're being rushed Mm -hmm. um I, i really i really don't i don't care for that and there there's a certain like pacing to the way that they do service at miller and lux that that is just that's just it's just it's perfect um and they also they they strike this really interesting balance of tone where it it's i mean it's a very very pricey restaurant like i mean the you know one of the more maybe even the most expensive like meal i've ever had like this past week like it's it's very very expensive um and and the service sort of matches that like it's it's impeccable service but it doesn't have a pretentious vibe to it it has a, almost a kind of fun vibe to it like the they have a they have a dessert cart that they they roll around and they that happened to roll by our table like shortly after we sat down and like the you know the the server pushing it saw that we were kind of eyeing it and he kind of looks over at us and goes huh you know not yet kind of in a in a funny way um so it 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 like it doesn't at all take itself too seriously and i i always really appreciate when like companies or any kind of place can kind of strike that balance of being really nice but not being like kind of just snooty like you know what i mean mm-hmm. um, like actual genuine good service is very hard to come by exactly so there's a service where, where, it's, where, just, where it's not it's not faked or it's also not some yeah yeah Exactly. That sounds nice. Um, also, as a quick little uh, service side note from this past, well, it's not really service related, but um, so it, it the, the restaurant is is owned by uh, Tyler Florence, who's a you know Food Network chef, that whole thing, who, who the lady sure. friend and I really like. Um, mm-hmm. He was there this past weekend, um, which was which was it was cool cool to you know see him um, in person. We didn't he didn't come by the table or anything, but. Um, he, he posts on his Instagram quite a bit when he's at the restaurant, like he'll take, you know, little videos of just kind of walking around and we saw him take one of those and then later saw it on Instagram. So that was kind of cool. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, just, just a phenomenal experience top to bottom. I mean, the, the food, the food is fantastic. Um, they do this, this table side caesar salad which um we didn't do the first time we went because the lady friend was um was pregnant so we got to do that this time around and that that was super super cool um the lady friend's um fish that she ordered was also kind of finished 
table side and they did the thing where they like, you know, deboned it table side and like going back to the little service things that they do. Like, so like that was happening and they, they timed it so that like right as the fish was finished, my steak came out. So it wasn't like, you know, they brought, they brought the steak out like at the same time that they brought the fish to the table where like, I would have had to kind of, you know, wait for then like the, the fish thing to, to get done. Like they, they timed it so that we could actually start eating at the same time. Like little stuff like that is just, you know, just so well done. So yeah, that, mm-hmm. that, that restaurant is, it, I mean, it's a splurge with the S being a dollar sign, but, um, it's just, it's phenomenal. So some questions. So with this one, so I run past this place all the time. Maybe like, maybe it's just that the, the, the bar is the only thing that's street level, but it never looks that busy. Well, yeah. So um, the, so actually I, I, I thought of you, um, when we went on Saturday because you've mentioned that to me before. And I feel like Saturday night when we went was exactly the scenario you've seen it where when you, you're right, you enter at the, the lower level, which is the bar there, there was literally, I think two people in that entire space. And it, it's a fairly large downstairs space. It actually has some tables and it, it's a pretty good, good size area. But I think there were literally two people at the bar. We get walked up to the restaurant. Restaurant's packed. Every single table is, is taken. So I, I, I think, I think you just happen to see the area of the restaurant that I, I, I imagine is only really busy on nights where there's an event at, at Chase Center and, and kind of specifically busy before and after that event. Okay. Well, so let me ask Alex, cause I'm, I'm, I'm nearby. Like, what is the, like, is the, is the bar like, is, are the drinks good? Are the drinks reasonably priced? <laughs> answer to your first question is yes answer to your second question is not really well, what I mean, does that mean i'm like i'm very i'm very used to the bay area being 14 to 20 dollar drinks so the manhattan that i ordered was 27 dollars. jesus yeah which mm. is um and the grand scheme of things is actually not that bad but just it is it, that's kind of shocking yeah but but in the um kind of the context of the price of everything else at the restaurant um kind of kind of makes sense no <laughs> so no it, 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 i don't think that i think that might, i don't think that makes it better it doesn't make it better but it, <laughs> it is at least not for common folks like us it is not that would not be somewhere that you just casually go to on a thursday night for a drink rather than that that's not how well, the, the, well I, I guess that's literally what i'm asking is yeah that, I, is I, I would not good? no 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 i would not recommend okay. Okay, I would so not recommend this place for that. You go three blocks down the way and you go to third rail. There, okay, got it. There was so the <laughs> um the um this the person who did the table side fish um for the lady friend, it was it actually ended up being the the manager um for that night. And as he was preparing the fish, he had two different sets of tables who were leaving who thanked him and knew him by name <laughs> which i thought um you know wow if you're someone who can come to this restaurant regularly enough where you know the manager by name you're you're doing pretty well <laughs> hmm. but anyway then, yeah you're welcome to put it in the in the chat but i guess can you give me a realm of what dinner and drinks for two people 
post tax and tip sounds like um, again you've, you've you've specified that it's a splurge you're not going you're not you're not a regular like you're not you're not you're not outing yourself as a as a, a enemy of bernie sanders but like what it what is gives me a realm of what what that I costs think, for two people i think with tip we probably came in close to 300 a person that's fine yeah, I mean, like, just go, like, I mean, like, I mean, a healthy dinner at Pico, or like, yeah, or like we, your your standard like three dollar sign restaurant is going to be like one seventy five. Yeah, and we did it. I mean, this was like kind of the full thing where it was like we we had that you know, um, you know the the fancy Caesar salad, you know, couple of rounds of drinks, you know, dinner, a couple of sides with dinner, dessert, um, and espresso, of course. Um, <sighs> Oh my God, you're literally setting money on fire. <laughs> um, so, you know, we, we, we did it. We kind of did the, the full, the full thing. And yeah, so that, that's, that's what it, it, it was. And it, it was just one of those things where um, we felt like we got our money's worth. Cause I've definitely had, you know, plenty of experiences at like nicer restaurants where you, you spend not, not as much as I just described, but you know, it's what you said, 175 or, or thereabouts or a little bit more than that. And you kind of walk away from feeling like, yeah, I mean, that was, that was fine. Like it wasn't bad. It wasn't great. And so you kind of, you don't really feel, you know, super great about the amount of money you spent. Whereas with Miller and Lux, you're spending a ton of money, but I don't know, you feel like you're getting what you pay for. Got it. So yeah, okay. it's, it's, well, um, yeah, fan, fantastic. All right, I'll bump it up the priority list. Um, and we, you know, both times we've gone, I think I've told you this before, both times we've gone, we've very purposefully um, gone on a night where, you know, there was no Warriors game, no other event going on a chase center. Um, so that kind of, um, I don't know, I feel like going there like on a on a game night would be, I'm sure it would be fine, but it would just be a little more chaos well just actually getting there you would you, exactly it would, yeah being within five blocks of the stadium means the dog patch is a nightmare but. yeah exactly all right well cool uh mine i already talked about it is i'm gonna give the anchor seven was the 747 or 737 uh you the one, have the one, 747 yeah yeah uh, it, it, it's the new greatest of all time sit, sit down lebron it's 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 this charger 